That's your turn this time, Rizzers. I did it last time. No, I did it last time. Oh, did you? Yes. So, what's our, what happened last episode then? Do I need to do it? Uh, yeah, probably best. We haven't done it in a while. Okay. But usually, usually there's only a gap of a week, Dad. Well, we just did it not that long ago, right? Really. No. Um. Right, so essentially you, going back in time, um, you uh, you are investigating the assassination of your old nemesis, Boris. Ah oh, yes, I remember what happened last time. Um, you found out some information, mainly which seems to be surrounding the fact that uh, he was concerned about his own safety, he ditched his gang, and set up a new gang, it didn't help him. You trace the seal of the explosives to someone called Emile de Bastille, who is attending an arms fair in, fair in Belarus um, in a few days. Um, you fell in with a woman called Natasha, who is a mercenary who used to work for the CIA and who was essentially uh, employed by an agency called Starforge until they tried to do experiments on her. Uh, Starforge you don't know much about, other than apparently they have been working um, with a, an organisation called the Oracle Corporation, who are working on a chemical weapon which can quite wipe out a city in minutes, which apparently is no big deal. Uh, um, P is uh, concerned about this, there are other factors ongoing which he didn't tell you about, uh, other agents working on this. And he's going to send you to Belarus for the arms fair. When I get my hungry. Um, he has given you a disguise, um, Henry, which will last for yep. twenty-four hours, which will look, make you look like Boris and a voice changer. The voice changer will last longer than that; it just clips onto your throat. Uh, and you then went off uh, to visit your aunt because you had three days in Paris uh, and <coughs> the uh, you found there that the Oracle Corporation or you think I'm uh, sorry the Starforge sorry uh, had essentially they were they were there to try and kidnap your aunt to send a message to you but you completely destroyed that plan and uh, you managed you end up with a, a chap called Lionel who didn't give you any information but told you you were to back off 
of the Oracle Corporation and Starforge and to forget what you saw in the lab. But he only referred to you, you notice, by your cover identities. In case you didn't notice. They're all real names. So he doesn't Fender. know what your real names are. Or it doesn't These seem guys ain't as clever as they think they are. Yes. Or are they? Uh, your aunt was sent off to somewhere safe and you have now headed back to the safe house where you have met P at the door. He's like, Ash, uh, it seems I can't let you guys go off for five minutes. I thought you were just going to visit your aunt, not set off a, a full-scale terrorist investigation in downtown Paris. Henry, what earth is going on? Yeah, well, I guess we weren't the only ones with plans to visit family in Paris. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what on earth do you mean by that? Is, is there? Are we? Are we in like the hallway? Do we need to go? No, to no, you're, you're in the safe door? house. Oh, we're in the safe house. I'm say I don't know what you're keeping from us, P. But these Oracle guys, they're serious business. They, uh, one of them was uh, wearing a suicide vest. Thought he could find us off. I don't think things went quite according to plan. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Johnny pipes up like, yeah, uh, yeah. This, it's, it's uh. I've been looking at it on some of the uh, the web chats that's going on. They they know that you guys are up to something, but they don't know who you are. They know that you were in the uh, in the Hotel. in the chateau, and they got some images of you from the cameras, and they've run that through the police database, um, and they find out they obviously find out through there that you've been there before. They didn't know who lived there, I think, but they were just going on the assumption that it must have been somebody close to you, Henry. Uh, but uh, but anyway. Did they not find out about Daniel Morris? Well, no, you're, that cover's blown. That that is Daniel Morris is now. You know, he says, yeah. Uh, you guys are now all over the the police the police uh, the police communications network as uh, being wanted for a series of murders, including that one of uh, the agent before. So you guys are going to need some new identities. I'll work on that, but it's going to take some time. He says. Right, it's more important that you guys get out of Paris now. Um, I've organised a cargo plane, it's going to fly. It's arriving in Kazakhstan, arriving from Kazakhstan uh, this afternoon. It's going to deliver you um, and the arms that we've bought to the arms fair. Now, the aircraft will land at Gomel Airport in Belarus, which is about a two hour drive from where the fair is. It's right down the south near the Ukrainian border. Um, yeah, we don't know much about the, uh, the arms fair itself, other than uh, you'll be checked into a hotel that's run by a chap called Bertram Bridge, who's, uh, uh, he's on the system, let's say that that's enough. That it's called the Hotel sucks. California. <laughs> why, why, is that, why is that funny, Henry? Well, Naturally, because of the popular song named Hotel California, which is about a man who's torn between two lives and can't help but feel the same emptiness that one feels when one is in a particularly empty hotel. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not aware of this work. Uh, well, not, wait, did, wait, did we transition from the previously into the game? Oh yeah, we did. Ah, well, might as well continue now. Hey, this is, this is cutting edge pop culture, and only youth like me can be on the front lines of it. Yeah, anyway, um, it's obviously a very carefully chosen name. 
Anyway, the uh, whoever thought this up was some kind of genius. Um, <laughs> so the aircraft are leave from a small airport just outside Paris. Um, we've managed to get a Kazakh pilot and some crew. They're all uh, they're all on board. Uh, as far as they're concerned, they're going to an arms fair. But look, you're going to need to choose an alias. You can't fly out as Boris Antonov. Um, so, Henry, Boris has three aliases. I need you to choose one. Either, okay. Either Igor Simovich, Baldane Shamovar, or Torquil Gentry. I like the sound of the first one. Igor Chervich. Shamovich. What was the one? Uh, that, no, that one was blown because that was used that to kill the general. Um, and she has a new, uh, you've got a choice of two. You can be uh, Timothy Troubadour or Roger Ramfrug. I'll go with Timothy, thanks. Right, Timothy Troubadour. And uh, what about you, Natasha? She says, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sharon Sinovich. So I'll be your... Uh, I'll be your like wife or maybe your sister. What are you most comfortable with? Sister. Okay. Right. Uh, this man is middle class. He won't be having any of that. <laughs> thank you very much. No, thank you, no, sorry. He says, uh, she's right. Okay, on to the briefing. There'll be a number of people that we know at the arms meet. Um, we don't know how it's organized. We're not sure who's actually running the affair. We know that Starforge will be there, but we're not sure who. Mm. Um, Jakob the Ox will be there. Um, now, he's uh, they're looking to buy and sell munitions. Uh, his 2IC, we found out, as a, uh, as a Then you've got okay. Emil Bastille. Now, he's a, a notorious terrorist for supplying explosives. He's there to sell uh, some explosives, as far as we're aware. Now, uh, he is uh, notoriously loose-lipped around um, anyone he is entertaining, if you know what I mean. Um, and he's also partial to a drink or two. Right, so then Natasha? Uh, no, Henry, I'm afraid he doesn't swing that way. Ah. <laughs> I think he right. meant a partial to a drink or two in a shady sort of way. And then there's a, there's another, there's some other people there as well. Um, there's a, a, a chap called Alexei Alexander, who's some kind of big shot, but uh, we can't seem to find him on the system. Um, then uh, Johnny goes, yeah, he's a, he, we, we never heard of this guy, but he's just, he's just kind of popped up. He looks like a, like a, a 20 year old oligarch, just wearing like fur coats and silly hats and loads of ostentatious jewels. We're not sure who he is, but he's definitely some kind of player. But yeah, keep an eye on him. 
Okay, so out of hang on, out of character so far, we've got Alexi Alexander, who's a big shot. We've got the guy who we're looking for, who's um, Jacob the Ox. No, Emil the Bastille is the guy that you you want to find out because he allegedly sold the sold the explosives that killed Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. Jacob the Ox and Ilya Va Elisa, um, which is Russian for Ilya the Fox, is um, the um, they are the they are members of Boris's original gang. Now, information that they might be able to give you is you know, why Boris dissolved his gang, uh, if they know why. Cool. Um, and they, that's all they know, but they know there are some other people there as well. Uh, it's, you know, this arms is quite a big deal, especially because it's in such close proximity to Ukraine. Uh, there's cool. no doubt that a lot of the weapons are going to end up there. So, yeah, so the four characters, yeah. the four characters we're tipped off to are Emil, Jakob, Ilya, and Alex, Alexei. Yes. But there are, I've constructed uh, a whole backstory for another, several other personalities as well. Naturally. Okay. Well, it's party time. Yeah, you'll probably end up just killing them though, and I've wasted like 13 hours of my life. Well, They'll yeah, I, I guess it's probably easier to kill somebody with a machine gun rather than words. Now, uh, the other thing is, obviously, we could only supply you with 24 hours of that mask, but the, the, um, the fear isn't for three days. So you can't wear that from the start. So you're going to have to think up some clever way um, to for Boris not to be around. In the meantime, uh, Henry, you'll need to take another Elish. Um, so you can have uh, Roger Ramflug. Why can't I just be Igor still? Because uh, Igor is Boris's Elish. Why can't he make his own Elish? Because Boris, funnily enough, won't be getting on a plane as he's a wanted international terrorist. That is fair enough. Right, okay, what's my... what's my, uh... Roger list? Ramflug. Why can't he right. his own? Because we have to shut these IDs up. And uh, it's not just a case of, like, picking it out. They've got to have backstories and passports and uh, all this. It's quite a careful thing. It's not just a name picked at random off the internet so it could be reasonably funny. But we've still got two days. No, well you've got to leave now. Oh, right. And funnily enough, you'll need a passport to get on the plane. Uh, this is how international travel works. Print some pictures on a piece of paper. I'm right. sure it'll be fun. Um, look, I'm beginning to wonder whether you're actually for this outfit or not. Look, anyway, the, your Humvee's been loaded on board the plane. Uh, we've also loaded on a load of other small arms. Now, it's just the usual stuff, M16, AK-47, hand grenades, shotguns, all that sort of stuff. Nothing too flash. Now, we've also put on some fairly high-spec anti-tank weapons and air defence weapons. But, in order to be on the safe side, and mainly because I just don't trust you, um, these weapons are all rigged to fail. If you can make money out of this outfit, then you feel free, um, Agent Blue Thunder. But this is not the business that we're in. Hey, Darkhand! You feeling like making money out of these? No. Aww. <laughs> right, anyway, your plane leaves in an hour. I suggest you get a move on. Okay. I never got an alias! 
Yes, Roger Ramflug. You're Roger Ramflug. Oh, I thought I got to choose. Never mind. Uh, oh, you can be, oh, I tell you what. Uh, you can be Roger Ramflug or there's Trinity Takana. Takanawa. I probably shouldn't say that one because I think what do. Oh, no! Hang on. Oh, what language do I speak? Um, right, you speak. Do you know about your character sheet? I sent it through. Uh, well, I was, I was hoping you added it. Hang on, give me, give me a second. Then. Wait a I there, will. there is actually a, a thing, a rule on languages in the book as well, and that you can just know random languages. Uh, is yeah, it? it was Jack who told you that. Oh yeah, it's, it's similar to something you speak for some reason. Okay, so I oh, know, so I do speak Mandarin like a native. Oh, there you go then. So you could be. Trinity. I do, however, I do, however, not really look Mandarin, which is one of the key things there. Well, it doesn't matter. You could be adopted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll yeah. take, uh, I'll take that one for the for the interest. Everyone loves the, you know, Mandarin's an international language. It's Throw also, them off. I've only teased Oh, what was that noise? Uh, that was the speaker. speaker. Okay, right. Are you uh, are you lot ready to go? Yeah. So my my code name is now my cover name is Trinity. Trinity, yeah. Nice. Cool. Right. Do you have a tick in a language uh, in the language box? Yes, I do. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Whenever you come across a foreign language you don't already know and haven't encountered in the course of play before. You can make a language check to see if you know it. If you check succeeds, you can write the language down on your agent sheet. You know how to read, speak, and write it. It's not new to you. So it's simply assumed you learned over the course of your career as a super spy. So essentially, you you any any common language is just a DC fifteen check, and you can speak it. Damn, that's that's awesome. Is I mean, I already speak four. Is common language like Brazilian? And if you have a critical signal, uh, yes, Brazilian. Uncommon languages are things like Croatian, Swahili, things like this. But you also get a check to speak like rare languages like Navajo or Ancient Greek. Yeah, it's it's a whack skill, but this is what I like about the game is that it does give you some whack stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just, yeah, that's when the game. That's when the game takes off. I think when it's being unreasonable. Okay, so, um, so anything else you want to do? You've only got about an hour, but and you're happy with all the kit and equipment you've got? Yeah, we we did a bunch of kit stuff yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, so you arrive at uh, uh, the airfield just outside Paris. Uh, you can see. Uh, does anyone here have the fly skill? I think I might. Give me a minute, because I think it's dead. Uh, well, you, you're a wheelman, so you should do. There's not a fly skill. First aid, forgery, that's it. Drive. Oh, my drive skill. Yeah, my I've got a drive skill. Okay, right. Make a, make a roll. Okay. 23. Ah. Uh, you're, uh, the, the, the plane, this plane is a piece of crap. Um, I say to Jack, this plane is a piece of who's crap. Who's Jack? Sorry, 
Black, uh, black Chain dark runes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so you can see that they're they're just backing up the Humvee on the aircraft. It's a large uh, ex-Soviet cargo aircraft. It's still got the Soviet Red Star on the side of it, and it looks to be at least 50 years old. Um, you can see a small man. He's uh, you, you instantly recognise him being Kazakh in appearance, and there's uh, another two uh, Kazakhs with the usual sort of fur caps. I mean, they are completely stereotypical, uh, and they're yeah. they're just basically buzzing around and strapping stuff on. So, uh, but this guy seems to be in charge. He's got an ex-Soviet um, captain's hat on as well. Okay. Does Kazakhstan a language? Kazakh is a language. Kazakhstan is a country. Can I make a check to see if I understand it? Do you speak languages? Uh, Do you have a language skill? No. No, then you can't. I can I can make a check. See yeah, if I know Kazakh. Check, make a check then. Uh, I'm a plus ten because I've got plus six in my languages. Wow. Seventeen. Yeah, you speak Kazakh. Nice. Yeah, I give them some basic greetings. I do some. I don't show off. I do some basic greetings in Kazakh. Okay. He turns around to you and he goes, "Oi." There's no need to be talking like that. <laughs> Sorry. You can call me Murph. Look, I do speak the native tongue, the mother tongue, but to be honest, I can't be bothered. <laughs> did you learn English in Ireland, did you? No, I'm Irish. All oh, right. The whole Kazakh well, thing, that, it's a, it's a very, it's a very long Irishman. story. Well, basically, yeah. my my father was a communist, and he left, he left the... Uh, Ireland in the 60s, and he decided that he would go. Can I just get on the plane, please? And then uh, he met my mom, who was a Kazakh, and there you go, before you know it, I'm enrolled in the Soviet Air Force. Oh, well, uh, do you like it? Yeah, never mind. Anyway, look, there's a, they've got these other two, we've got another three Kazakhs there, they don't speak any English, so you can feel free to talk to them. That one there is Tweedledee, that he's Tweedledum. And that other one there is Tweedledummer or Bob. It's up to you. Did you name them? Did you name these people yourself, Murph? Yeah, they're they're a lot of crap to be honest, but they get the job done. And the good thing about them is that they uh, they can't understand a word that's said, so I know I can trust them. I don't think, I think they maybe even you know should. they're in Paris. I think maybe you should go back to Ireland, Murph. No, well, there's a funny story about that as well that maybe I'll tell you. It takes a huge swig. From a from a hip flask, there's a massive burp. He says, "Right, I suppose I better get back on. I'm drunk enough to fly now." <laughs> what? Right, come on, let's go. Natasha looks horrified. I, yeah, uh, I turn to um. Oh, actually, what's your guys' code name? Um, Gabriel. Gabriel. Wow. Yeah, I turn to Gabriel and I say, Gabriel, I want you sitting at the front of the plane, please. I say. Nah, I'll sit in my Humvee. It's my Humvee. You can't sit in the Humvee. The Humvee's in the cargo bay. Sweet. No, it's the the whole plane is just one big cargo bay. It, You're gonna sit in the. It's a cargo aircraft. There is no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. So he's just gonna sit in the Humvee. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's okay. all Jack. All he's been going on about is is his Humvee. Since since this whole adventure started. Vehicle with a concealed machine gun. There, there were tears. There were tears when he when he went to Paris without a Humvee. 
Right, anyway. Well, you better give him someone to fire his machine gun at. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. Gotta be awkward with the plane crash now, wouldn't it? Anyway. Um, okay. At least I'd be well protected. How, how long is just okay, so you all get on the aircraft. There's a bit of a, a stop start up the runway. Um, then you hear Murph go on the headset. You can't hear what's being said, but he says, Look, sad you, I'm taking off anyway. And uh, they just roar up into the sky. Some stuff falls off the walls, etc. The Kazakhs go around, sort of strapping it all back up again. You're not sure if it's things that are like they're there to be sold at the arms fair or it's actually parts of the aircraft. But it seems to work, nonetheless. It's about a four-hour flight. Um, you come back through. It is a. It's a bit of a bumpy landing, um, with a with with a skid at the end, where the whole plane just sort of turns round. Uh, Murph sort of staggers out of the cockpit. It, it seems that he's been drinking throughout the whole flight as well. Um, and uh, he's like, "Right, we're here. Um, you lot better sober up." <laughs> He, uh, he then sort of pulls the switch and the, the back door of the aircraft open. Outside you can see the typical sort of uh, Russian ex-Soviet officials dressed in their um, usual sort of customs uniforms, clipboards in hand, and they start getting onto the aircraft. Who wishes to engage with the customs officials? Uh, not me. I will engage with the customs officials because I speak Russian. I speak Russian as well, Jack. I speak Russian fluently, like a Russian. I know, so do I, it's in my backstory. No, you, I know, you speak it. Russian, but not, because you learned it in Cyprus, remember, when you were uh, from your drag racing. Yeah. He learned it in what from his what? So he, he did. Did you really need to listen to the first episode, Jack? I'll or, send it to you. Or you could, uh, you could read on the fandom on, uh, is it, is it not on I there? haven't put it down yet. Oh, yeah, alright. It's not written in his backstory. Okay, um, Immediately the, the the head comes to you, he's got a very small moustache, clipboard in hand, he clicks his heels together, it says, uh, good evening. Is this your aircraft? No, we're passengers, aren't we? Yeah. What is your cargo? It's quite obvious that the box is marked M16, AK-74, uh, I thought it was AK-47. I say, um, you bend. He sort of, he raises an eyebrow and he puts in, uh, <coughs> he puts down the clipboard so it's flat in front of him and he says, um, is this, uh, is this sort of equipment could be considered dangerous to Varish? Um, well, well, I yeah, you know, it it's fully maintained. It will take fully maintained toilet is going to be the, the death of the nation. Sorry? I said a fully maintained toilet is going to be the death of the nation. He, he sort of, he does a wry smile at that and he says, yes, comrade, but I, I think that we will need to expedite some additional paperwork. Yeah, well, do you think you need some, some help I, to, I to push that on faster? I whisper to Dark yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's some sort of, Archie Shush, I said maybe there's some sort of, uh, some sort of license I could buy, some sort of temporary license to move these things onwards. Da, da, yes, okay, uh, I think, uh, 
a hundred euros in government. That seems that seems fair. I'm assuming I've been given bribe money. Yeah, you've, got, you've still got that slightly charred four hundred euros, and you've got you've got sort of your uh, walking around money. So yeah, so you put yeah. that on the clipboard. Make a make a bluff check though, or okay. you can use innuendo or diplomacy. Can I have them support each other? Uh, which one are you going to use? Well, which one would let me support another one? Well, I suppose so. You're you're still basically smuggling weapons into the country. Um, yes. Yeah. Now you are bribing. Um, but you're trying to allay any concerns that maybe that these weapons are going to go to assist the Ukrainians, for example. Um, so, um, I suppose what would be, are you are you bluffing him that everything's alright? Or are you trying to reassure him using diplomacy? I think we're probably going for, uh, probably going for a more reassuring, reassuring look, you know, we're using things, using things alright. Okay, so uh, yeah, can use you can use diplomacy then, um, and I'll let you buff it with some innuendo then. All right. So how you, much innuendo? Uh, half. I mean, well, yeah, because you, I presume you like being very meaty. Or are you trying to intimidate him? I'm not trying to intimidate him. No. Okay, go for it. Go for half then. Wait! Stop right there. Let's see what Jack rolls after the break. So everybody, I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Oh, whoopsies. Smiles Riley. Says, "Okay, comrade. I think we can expedite the paperwork." And um, he uh, he basically waves away his companions, and um, you're uh, you're allowed to proceed. So nice. Uh, Murph, Murph, Murph staggers out of the aircraft. Shouts at a couple of the air of the the baggage handlers who turn up with you know like those old Russian trucks with the fabric sides, uh, like a military truck. Oh yeah yeah yeah, no, I know what you mean. So one of them comes up, 
And the Kazakhs start unloading all the stuff into the back of it. So it's basically, it's pretty top hours, but it fills up. And the Kazakhs and Murph get in. Murph shouts at the Kazakhs, going, oh, look, I'll drive, I'll drive. But gets in, gets in the wrong side, so he's sitting there where there is no steering wheel, and then promptly falls asleep. I take it, um, Gabriel, you will be driving your Humvee. My uncle? Yeah, I'll drive my Humvee. You want to get in? Uh, I will drive the regular truck. Okay, check yourself. Okay, Natasha's going to get in the... Humvee? Humvee as well. Okay. You head off. It's a pretty uneventful drive. As you're approaching the Ukrainian border, it takes about an hour. It's slow going, the roads aren't great. Um, um, everyone make a listen roll. Okay. That's a one. This is a yeah. loud engine. The truck's, the truck's pretty loud. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can hear the ominous sound of artillery in the distance. Some way off, but it's definitely there. Come on, then. As it gets dark... I'm assuming we're, we're in contact via radio. Yeah. You've still got those um, in-ear communications devices. Sweet. You so I'm, I'm trucking along. Yeah. Occasionally in the distance you just see like a multiple streak as rocket artillery shoots up into the sky somewhere over Ukraine. It'd be quite pretty if it wasn't for the implication of what's happening at the other end. Eventually, following the, the um, directions, you come across what can only be described as um, it's a huge four-storey, uh, like a Polish colonial building from the days when Poland had conquered a lot of this area. Oh, it's, yeah. It's very grand. It's obviously seen better days, though. Yeah. It sits in a compound with large concrete walls. Uh, on top of the walls, it's getting dark, but you can see what it looks like something on top of the pillars on the walls. Make uh, make spot rolls. Twenty-three. Yeah. Twenty-four. Okay, you both see that on top of the pillars are uh, camera systems, but also, more ominously, remote weapon stations with what looks like a heavy machine gun. Okay. So it's guarded. Some person certainly likes visitors. Coming up to You're the door, you can see it's a huge steel door. And there's a couple of guys dressed in um, combat gear. They stop the they stop the truck. You've got you've been given a essentially it's like an invitation for want of a better word. It's just a, a plastic key card. You scan this. They, they talk into a microphone. 
make because um, you speak Russian. Make a, no, you both speak Russian. Make a make a listen roll. Twenty-five. Mm. Uh, Twenty-four. The guard says, "Boris is here," and the gate yes, starts Boris to slide what? open. It's not a. It doesn't open outwards or inwards. It slides into the wall. You can see it's on a track, and behind it is a reinforced bar. So this this gate we stand up to a lot of damage. The okay. walls themselves are about 15 feet high, topped with um, razor wire, and it looks like just an insult injury, someone's actually electrified the razor wire as well. Wow, that's so unnecessary. Very. Coming in, you can see that five columns in front of a large grand portico in the hotel. Um, to the left, there's another large sliding door. Murph sobers up at this point and says, "Alright, I'll take the tr- I'll take the the weapons in there." Um, standing outside the front of the house is if, if there was a a cliche for upper class English gentleman, this would be it. Yes. He's wearing plus fours. Um, in tweed, obviously. Um, he's got white leather shoes on uh, and then a three-piece tweed suit, obviously, with plus fours. And he's, he's got a uh, tweed cap on as well. He's smoking a pipe with small round What's glasses. What's a plus four? Sorry? What's a plus four? Plus fours. So essentially, yeah. it's like three-quarter length trousers and then you pull your socks up to the bottom of the, the things and tuck them in. And um, people used to use it for playing golf. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, as the truck pulls up, as, as your Humvee pulls up, you get out of the truck. And he uh, starts looking around. He seems slightly confused. But he approaches you, Henry. He says, yeah. ah, uh, good day, sir. My name is uh, Bertram Bridge. I'm sponsoring this uh, arms fair. Although I do hate to call it that. Let's call it an economic enterprise. I find it very tawdry calling it that. You assess he's probably late 60s, maybe early 70s. Okay. Um, Cut glass English accent. Since, uh, he looks around and says, um, I-, I was expecting four of you. Was uh, was Boris in the truck? I uh, I start speaking and I throw in I sound I sound English, but I, I add in a little hint of a Mandarin accent just to just to throw him off, you know? Okay. Uh, just to indicate uh, that I'm I'm not from round here. He says um, um, yeah. is that uh, is that Mandarin I can detect on you? Uh, yes, my. my I spent uh, I spent some time up in with the you know Johnny China back in the day. Oh when really? I was, when I was still in the service. I'm sure they miss you there. Hmm. Whereabouts in China are you from? 
Chang'an. Make a bluff roll. Will do. <laughs> I, I assume Damien would have rehearsed all this as part of his backstory. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, natural one. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> God, you're not much luck. No. He fixes you with a cold stare. Make a sense motive roll. Natural one. He's I'm totally bought dice. this. He's completely bought it. I'm changing dice, for fuck's sake. <laughs> is that? <laughs> yes. I was there okay. back in the day. What? Remind me, is the um, cathedral on the left of the square or the right of the square? When you're coming from the palace. There's no cathedrals in Shanghai. No, of course, I'm just thinking of something else. I think you must be confusing with what you would like to put there, sir. So, is this anyway? Come in, come in. Yeah, but Boris, where, where is he? Uh, he's going to, he's just at the back to check on the flow of the last of the merchandise. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll catch up with uh, him later. He said he'll call if there's a problem. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we're going. So we're being accompanied by this man into the house. And what is this house? So you go in. It's a very grand entrance hall. And you see the door on your left. It's got the word bar written in Russian. Nice. On the right, you can see it's a sort of breakfast come dining room. An ornate staircase leads up in front of you. And on the left, you can see a. Basically, just like a small reception desk. Bertram goes up to it, lifts a. Um, uh, oh, there's a lift straight in front of you as well. Sorry. He lifts up a, a counter, goes behind the bar, at the bar, the reception desk. Goes like, and he takes your names. I won't, won't go through all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says, "Is it now? A few." ground rules. I'm not going to search you. I'm not going to take your weapons off you. But I won't lie. No, there the are cameras throughout here and I have some very competent security. There is to be no murder. No killing. No fighting. Nothing on the premises. Do you no understand? Fighting. No fighting. Yeah. Sorry, no English. Hmm. Just listen here, young man. I was going behind enemy lines while you were still a, a wet dream for the postman. Now, I know you're here to do business. I don't care what business you're doing. I'm just facilitating and I'm going to make some money off it. There are quite a few other people in the hotel at the moment. Quite happy for you to socialise. Don't annoy anyone. Don't start any trouble. Do we understand? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, Make, I'll allow you to make, you can make a, make a straight knowledge roll using your intelligence modifier. I'll allow you to add 
half of any trade craft skill that you have, such as surveillance, or if you can sell it to me that one of your other skills is a trade craft, but it's got to be a mental one. I allow you to add half to it. Could I use um, my crafting gun skill? No. So what is trade craft? So sort of spy skills. Oh, right. So would be surveillance because that's zero. Would be well, it might be spot, but that's only three. Not spot, no. So like hide or move silently. No, like a knowledge type skill. I've got gather information. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Sweet. So. Um, and surveillance. Does it stack? No, you can choose half of one. Fair. That's fair. We're getting half cool, I'm gonna roll it. decrease my score. What did you roll? One! Again! Again! Are you sure Jack can't re-roll that one? No. I, I don't have anything I can add. Just make a d20 roll then, add your intelligence modifier. 12. Okay. I was going to be quite high as well, so that would be plus... Plus 5. So not too bad. So Gabriel, you think, you think, the way this guy's talking, Bertram, he, he just, he clearly, he's got some kind of background similar to yourselves, but you're not sure what it is. Oh, right. Okay. Right, so he takes you upstairs. Basically, your rooms are on the third floor, right at the back of the hotel. You've got three rooms. The Kazakhs are down to sleep in the truck, but um, obviously people are still looking for Boris. What are you going to do? I um, I pr I make my phone ring. Yep. Okay. Uh, and when when Bertram's it. there. Yeah, when Bertram's there. Okay. Yeah. And I um, I basically do the equivalent of in Russian going, "Yeah, what's up?" Really? That's insane. No, that can't be right. Okay, wait. No, hang on. I'll be right there, and then putting it down, um, and saying Boris is in some trouble. I'm going to go help him out. I see. Uh, well, I'm, I'll go with him. Okay, make, make a bluff roll. Come on! Ah, yes, get fucked. Uh, 27. 27? Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, Beltram says, oh, is, I, hope, I do hope he's alright. You and me both, buddy. Okay. So what is the plan? What are you, how are you going to fake another man? So, they're waiting for Boris to arrive, right? Well, you said he was parking the truck. Yeah, I said he's, I said he's running into some trouble and I've got to go help him out. So where's our, so our truck is at the front of the house, right? No, so there's basically, um, when you came in, the hotel was right in front of you. And there was another large steel sliding door on the left, and the truck went through there into a, um, uh, like a, a car park compound inside the compound. Right. So there's an interior compound. Yeah. And that's where the truck is. Yeah. 
Okay. And that's where Moth and the Kazakhs are as well. And basically, we need for Boris to check in. Yes. Okay. And my mask can't turn off and on? No. Okay. Uh, but the throat mic will work. But the what, sorry? The throat mic will work. The throat mic will work. Okay. Oh! Okay. Boris, everyone knows Boris you're caught in an explosion, right? Um. Yes. Dad? Yes. There's, yeah, there's rumours that, yeah, rumours that Boris was yes. killed. Okay. Am I built kind of like Boris? Yes. Okay. So, what we need is a suitably dramatic change of clothes and face covering. Don't remember, Jack. Just make it believable. No, no, just something that covers face. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's you've you've and got you've got that you've got uh, a whole range of clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, you can have a disguise kit if you want. Okay, so I'll switch out my clothes just to be something closer to what Boris. Because I'm assuming I've got Boris outfit anyway. If I'm going to be disguised as him. Yes. Where, where are you going to do that? <laughs> Where is the description? Would there be stuff in the, um, in fact, wait, before I leave, I can, um, because my, my excuse is that he's going to help, I'm going to help Boris, I'll just say I need to grab some stuff to help him out, Yeah. and then I'll go get, I'll put that stuff in a bag, head out the door, um, is it snowing? Is it dark? Uh, it's dark. Okay, I'll find somewhere I can't be seen. Well, wait, wait, you could go into the the, com the compound where Murph and all that is. Aren't there people in there though? Um, well, you don't know, but there are definitely guards patrolling outside the uh, ah. hotel. In which case, then yeah, I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll make sure. Am I going uh, with yeah. you, or am I staying here? You're staying there. You do some snooping. You ask about. You ask about the people. Okay. Okay. So you're going down to that, right? Um, you're now up in there, Bar Bertram says, Okay, um, I'm off to close down reception, you're the last ones here. Uh, bars on the ground floor, there are some lounges up here on the top floor, um, and uh, then there's a library, um, a conference room, and a sitting room downstairs as well. Awesome, thanks, Bertram. Uh, I will see you all in the morning for breakfast. Oh, where is it? Uh, down in the breakfast room. Oh, okay. Thanks. Right, so he goes off. I'm going to the bar. Okay. So you head downstairs to the bar. Walking into the bar, you can see a huge bull of a man with scars down the side of his head. Oh, um, he looks friendly. Uh, he is he is getting wired into the vodka. Um, also in the bar is a man with two so the the guy the huge guy standing in there is um uh all right so sorry first off both of you make a spot roll 
Yeah, both of you see it's easy enough. Um, as you are going up the stairs, there's like a small line. So if you imagine there well, are... how does Jack see it? He's gone outside. No, the, this is on the way down. Oh, right. And on the way up. So the top floor of the hotel, there are five rooms. Uh, there's a void towards the front of the hotel where the stairway comes up. In the middle, there's like a, a large sitting area. And in the middle of this is the lift and there's a, a cupboard for cleaning supplies and things like this. But it, the space is being made use of as like a small um, sitting area, and you both recognise because you've you've obviously seen the files. Um, Emile de Bastille, who is sitting reading a book and uh, drinking uh, what looks like whiskey, he acknowledges you. Just sort of he raises an eyebrow as you come in, but just as a sort of not a not in a uh, suspicious way, just as a, a sort of hey there type stuff. Um, yeah. And then, uh, then you both head downstairs. So then you go to the bar. You're now going outside. You see this huge guy playing drinking games with a series of other people. You presume are, are bodyguards of his. And then in the corner, there's the most ridiculously dressed man wearing like a fur coat, a fur hat. Oh. He's got he's got a gold ring or more than one gold ring on every finger. Um, and he's got massive gold chains as well. Is this Alexi? Uh, and he's got two bodyguards there. And he's sort of... Uh, make a sense motive roll, Gabriel. Oh gosh, this is one of the roll, roll on the plate. Oh! I actually have this. Natural ones. That's one. Okay, yeah. I mean, people are just getting drunk and having fun. So you've gone into there. Right. Um, Henry. You show your card, the guards open up the the thing into the car park. You can see your truck parked across, there's a light on. Uh, Murph is there, he's basically just having another drink. The Kazakhs, you can see some light in the back, you reckon that they're probably setting up a sleeping area in there. Uh, and other than that, it's quite dark here. And the cameras, you notice, are looking out, um, not into this compound. Okay. So, but you can see Murph's awake at, at the, in the cabin of the in the cab of the truck. Yeah. Okay. So we've only got one truck, right? And the Kazakhs are all over it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and is this just that we're assuming this is like a big, like a giant car park? Yeah, you can see there are a number of other trucks there as well. Um, you can <laughs> you can also see, because um, you're not. I mean, it's I won't even make you make a spot roll. You can also see what looks like a tank uh, and a, a UK guided missile launch rocket system. Um, Damn. And then there's a whole series of other trucks and things like that as well. Damn. Is there an anti-aircraft? There is an anti-aircraft. Um, you've never heard of a... Basically, it's like a... Uh, it's a German anti-aircraft system. It's like four four machine guns, like really heavy machine guns, mounted on a um, armored vehicle with a radar attached to it as well. Um, but it's this, this thing's got a huge rate of fire, and it just shreds things like helicopters. Well, that's charming. Anyway, so what are you doing? Okay, so. Um 
Uh, and there's, is there anywhere out of sight of both people and camera? Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the truck, the truck is there. You can use, you could use that. Um, or I'll you could go use, behind I'll it. I'll use wherever, I'll use wherever I can't be seen. Yeah. And I will change it my disguise. Okay, so you go back into, go around by your truck, because you know it's out of sight, you know it's, it's reasonably friendly. Um, Marf leans out the window, he's like, Alright, is it time to get naked? What, what's going on? Well, I did say where I couldn't be seen. Oh, you're not seen by him either? Okay. Well, no, ideally. Alright, okay. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, so you get changed. Yeah. Should you make a disguise roll? Um, have you got the disguise skill? I mean, disguise, I suppose I'm trying to make myself look like someone different. I don't have the disguise skill, but I'm just wearing different clothes and a mask. No, I guess you don't really need it. Yes. Oh, no, I'll be fine. Okay, so you get changed. You then, you go back in the hotel? Uh, yeah. I like, imagine like a... Like a Bane slash Two-Faced supervillain style mask is what I think Boris is going for here. Yeah, okay. So, you, know? uh, you come in the hotel, you can see that, that Bertram has is, is now left the reception and it seems to be some sort of... Uh, hulking brute who's been squeezed into a receptionist uniform uh, uh, is now behind the reception. Okay, I uh, I make a dramatic entrance and ensure that everyone has seen me enter. I let the wind, I let I open the door just a bit too long, I let the wind swirl in behind me. Yeah. I've got a large coat with a large collar so I look large. Yeah. I've got my little voice on. The big guy says, close the door. <laughs> You are letting the air in. Let the door close. And I, um, stomp carefully. Who Pace. are you, Tovarish? I say, uh, I believe there's a reservation for Boris. He looks down. Are you giving a name Boris or are you going for your alias? I Boris's like alias. Eagle. Well, what which would he use? Uh, well, Boris would tend to use his alias. In which case, I will use his alias. Igor Simovich. Uh, which is... Igor Simovich. Igor, I believe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, he yeah. says, uh, he looks down and says, Ah, yes, Mr. Simovich. Okay, your room is on the third floor. Your friends are already here. Thank you. And then I, uh... I open the. I go to my room. Okay, as, as you're leaving, make a listen roll. Twenty-eight. Yeah, you hear him as you're going around the corner. Uh, he picks up a phone and says, "Yes, Boris is here." Cool. And then when I get up, I'm gonna redress in my old clothes and see if I can sneak out and then back in through the front door. Uh, there are cameras everywhere. Uh, okay, in which case, uh, maybe I'll just risk it. Okay. Um, make, make overall, make a, a bluff roll. Nineteen. Okay. Okie dokie. Okay. Right. Uh, where are you going now then? You've got a choice of your room, obviously. Then you've got the library, 
the bar, uh, the lounge, uh, the upstairs. Emil the Bastille is still upstairs. There's a conference did, room. Um, Sorry? Did did Gabriel engage anyone whilst I was gone? I haven't had a chance oh, to. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, so you're doing that right. So you're in the bar now. Jakob is playing drinking. But you notice Jakob doesn't say much. If he wants things, he, he doesn't... He just sort of... He'll, he'll hit the bodyguard to get their attention. And he'll point at things. He doesn't <laughs> really talk much. And he'll just grunt. He's not saying much at all. Uh... Roll, roll 1d6. Three. Okay. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm not a charisma guy. That much is true. So I'm just gonna... I might just head out. Because now I know, now I know who's here. In here. In the so, bar. Yeah, so I head out and... Okay, in the, the bar, there is a door through the bar which leads into what looks like... You see the doors are open, and it looks like a library. Oh, I don't want to go to the library. And you can see there are two men sitting in the library. Cool. No, I don't want to go to the library. Okay. I'll head out. Uh, where's my room? You go back up to your room. Okay? So you go back I'm up... I'm assuming uh, well, as you're going up, so as you come out, I'll say that you both meet up in the reception then. I see. Uh, in fact, no, when you go back up, so you meet, you meet Henry as he's coming out, now dressed in his Henry clothes. Okay, so I say, um, hey, Henry. Sorry. Hey, um, Igor. Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> oh, you have so many nicknames! Hey, Trinity. Did you do any, you know... Work while I was gone? You know I'm not a talkative guy, but I know who's Okay, but this is... I... Gabriel, I do... I do hate to break this to you, and I don't like to tell you how to do your job, but this is, like, the crux of our job. So, you know, there's gonna have to be talking. I know. I haven't talked just yet, but I know who's here now. Okay. So you've got, um, you know then, you, you, you mean you've pretty much surmised that Jakob the Ox is in the bar, along with, you think Alexi. it's Alexei. You know, Emil the Bastille is, he's still up in the sitting room upstairs. Um, but you have, and then you know there are two men in the library. That's all you know. So Emil, um, Jakob and Alexei. Okay. And we know that Emil's who we want to talk to. Alexei's the big Jakob, what's Jakob like? Jakob's the gang leader. He points Jakob's the... what? Jakob was the uh, guy who inherited... No, 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 what's he like? I'm oh, assuming you saw it. He likes pointing at things and grunting and slapping his bodyguard. And what's Alexei doing? Uh, what was Alexei doing? Uh, well, you're all the natural one on your sense motive, so he yeah, wasn't really doing very much. He was doing... he was basically just drinking. They looked like they were having a good time. He's drinking with his two bodyguards. Okay. I am going to go down then. And I am going to approach... Um... Uh, 
first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna step up. So I'm gonna enter the room. Are you going into the bar? I'm going into the bar. Okay. Right, so you see again, this guy's about six foot eight. He's just massive. Uh, huge as well, like really, really broad with it. Scars down one side of his head, the right hand side of his head, um, giving him a really cool appearance. Um, again, not talking much. They're just basically going like, drink, 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 in Russian. Um, and and then just downing it. Uh, his bodyguards are looking really, I mean, they, they are struggling to keep up with this guy. He is a, he is a machine. And then okay. you can see again, the guy who's like absolutely ostentatiously dressed in the corner, the fars, the gold, with another two bodyguards. Um, so, all three of them are in separate groups. So there's one group, so Jakob's at the bar, he's got four or five bodyguards with him. Then you've got Alex, well, the one you think, the guy you think is Alexei, he's got two bodyguards, they're just sitting in the corner of the bar, and then there's a barman there as well. Where's Emil? Sorry? Emil's Where's in Emil? the sitting room upstairs. Emil's in the sitting room on the third floor. Okay, so I'm gonna go down to the bar. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna approach Jakob. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna say that, yes, attention. And say that uh, my, my employer sends his regards. And that's that's all I'm going to say to him essentially, unless he wants to to stop me. He goes there. Uh, so he he stops you at that point. So he put one meaty hand. His hand is bigger than your head. Um, yep, that's fair enough. He puts his hand on your shoulder. He nudges um, the bodyguard next to him. The bodyguard looks over his bleary eyed He goes, "And who is your employer?" I think you saw him earlier, sir. He wandered in, if you remember. No, these, these are different guys. Did I not walk through the bar? No, 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 the bar's separate to the reception. Ah. I'll say, um, uh, it's an old, it's an old friend of yours. Boris. I think you know him. At this point, Jakob turns round, his eyes, and that makes sense, motor roll. Will do. 17. Um, he is uh, incredibly conflicted. He looks at you and he grabs you. He's, his face goes into you and he goes, Boris is dead! Well, that's news to me, sir. He is dead! That's, uh... He died in Paris! He's a little worse for wear, sir, but I assure you, and I'm going to try and, like, Gently pull his hands off my off of me. Um, uh, make. Uh, are you going to use your martial arts to do this, or are you just going to try and strength it out? I'm going to try. So basically, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to force it. If I, I'm using martial arts to make to encourage him, uh, but I'm just sort of trying to loosen him off. Just as like a. I'm just trying to loosen him off. I'm not going to put too much force into it, but I'll use my martial arts skills basically. Make him release. Make him release me peacefully, if you will. Yeah, no, that's it. Right, you're not starting to fight. Make a, make a, yeah, make an uh, unarmed uh, combat roll. Oh, it's only a twelve. 
Okay, I mean, he's, his grip is still on you. He takes one yeah. hand off, he gets a vodka, and he thrusts it into your hand. He goes, drink! Um, I, my employer prefers that I don't drink when I'm on the job. Drink! Uh, very, very well. And he has a little, he has a little sip. Uh, uh, is it good vodka? It is what is good vodka. I say, you've got, you've got taste. Yes! Gabriel, what are you doing at this? I'm in... Uh, let's just let Jack play on this thing. I want to see what happens next. Okay, so Gabriel's just standing watching. Uh, you should be doing something else, Rosie. What should I do? I'll go and check out the light. Well, go find a meal. Roll a, roll a d6. Go find a meal! No, I'm not a charisma guy! Roll Two. That doesn't matter! Yes, All right, it does. so you go, you're going through to the library. Uh, okay, um, one of the bodyguards, the Jakob sits, he basically downs a vodka and smashes it, throws the glass at the wall, I find it at the fireplace and smashes it. Um, the barman there... Uh, Trag off Ah! <laughs> The barman goes, hey, what do you think I'm doing without them trying to push you? You're doing it, hey, hey, I don't watch you. And he does that thing where he points at his eyes and then points at, points at Jakob. Jakob just goes, waves his hand. The One of the bodyguards comes over to you and he says, look, my friend, Boris is dead. Jakob runs again. Is that what you're, uh, you're here for? Just the last, uh, last little bits of sales? Wait, we're here for the, the, the arms fair. Are you Look, buying or selling? Both. We have some pretty cool stuff. Look, leave Jacob alone. He's, uh, he's still sad over Boris. And now you've completely confused his tiny mind. <laughs> um, roll d6, uh, Henry. Three. Okay. Um, right. Um, and then at that point, Boris turns back to the bar. Uh, Jacob turns back to the bar and starts drinking again. Um, so you've still got the guy. Right. Um, Gabriel, you walk in there. You can see... There is a man wearing a, a, a suit, very well dressed. He is reading a book, drinking what looks like vodka. You can see there's a man sitting in the corner. He's reading a book with a whiskey and he's dressed uh, very much like um, like youth, like wearing a t-shirt and stuff. Not me. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I'm not smart. But he's he's quite. If I make a spot roll. I'm smart at this time, obviously, because I'm weak. <laughs> 14. 14. Um, something seems a bit strange about him. The, you see, he's reading a book called Famous Spies. Um, okay, they both look up as you come in. 
they acknowledge you, and then they go back to the books. What's the other guy? What's the first guy reading? Uh, he's reading a book in Russian. It's a uh, um, probably Russian myths. Is there a sequel book? Can I find Russian myths too? Make a spot. Nat 20. Yeah, you not only find Russian myths too, but the whole series of books <laughs> that uh, based are on Russian myths. I pick them off the shelves and walk over to the first guy. And I say, you might like these after you finish that one. Well, all of them. There's like 10 <laughs> books. Yeah. Okay, so you, like, you take some time getting all these books out and bring them over. The guy looks up and says, uh, thank you, my friend, but I I can only read one book at a time. He I goes know. back to his book. He, he stands up at that point, he shakes your hand, he puts his hand out. He says, my name is Sergei. My name is Timothy. I am an accountant. Um, I'm an advertiser. Uh, no. Uh, I'm a lawyer. Really? Make a bluff roll. <laughs> I've got plus zero in bluff. Fifteen. Fifteen. Plus zero. Um. He says, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, my friend, maybe we can talk later. Uh, I, I about my accounting and you about your law. Um, <laughs> Make a spot roll. 19. Okay, the guy in the corner with the book seems very interested in this interaction. And he then writes something down in a notepad and puts it away. I say, what you write? You, well, you're just shouting that across the room. Nah, I'll be fine. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say at this point, your interaction in the bar is finished. Uh, roll a d6. Henry? What are you doing? Three again. Okay. Right, so you, Henry, you come into the library. Are you coming into the library, actually? Well, so once that interaction's finished, and I've suitably ruffled some feathers over there. Um, oh, I make might. a spot roll as well, sorry. Twenty-six. When you said about Boris, one of the bodyguards got up and left. Okay, I'm going to follow him. Okay, so he Wait, goes... Wait, do I have time? Did I, do I have time to follow him? Yes, you do. Okay. Um, as, as, I mean, the whole interaction with Jakob probably took about 12 seconds. When you come out, he's still waiting on the left. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Wait next to him and see what floor he gets off on. Okay, he gets in the left, he pushes floor two, and then he looks at you as if to... and then he pushes floor three. Yeah. And he stands in the corner. Uh, he gets off on floor two. Uh, does he walk purposefully away? He walks purpose purposefully away. Okay, I'm going to slip out. Okay, he walks out. Make a... are you... Doing it sneakily? Yes, move silently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like 20, I rolled a 17. Okay. He basically comes out, he goes immediately left, there's a door 
at the, in the corridor um, at the top of the stairs is the door to the left. On your right is the, the void where the stairs go up and down. Uh, he knocks on the door. The door is opened by a man, probably maybe late 30s, early 40s, about 5'10", um, handsome, but not threateningly so. Um, and uh, he basically, there's a whispered conversation and he goes straight into the room. Hang on, I might be able to read lips. Yeah, Give me a second. I think you actually need a proficiency in this one, though. Do you have proficiency? What's the room number, by the way? Uh, they are in room... Uh, room 12. Room 12, okay. Room 12, floor 2. Check. So yes, I do have proficiency in read lips. Really? Okay, yeah. make a... Plus, make seven, a, make uh, a plus a... ten even, seven, seven levels. Wow. Um, so make a, yeah. make, a, make a read lips roll and allow you to use... Roll, make a spot roll first, actually. Uh, I think I've actually got really good spot. I didn't, I didn't... Hang on. Oh no, I don't, I've just got regular spot. Um... 27. What? With a regular yeah, spot? Yeah, I'm a plus 10 for spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm plus 10 for spot. Okay, you can add half, you your, know this. You add half your spot to your read lips roll. Sexy. Uh, 26. Wow. So you get yourself in such a position with your snuggling about that you can see, um, you can see that basically the conversation in Russian. Um, the bodyguard says, uh, "Ilya, Boris is here." Uh, the other guy, he presumes Ilya, says, he, "He looks shocked," and he goes, uh, "Hang on, what's Boris?" Um, he says, "He says, how do you know?" And uh, he says. Uh, a man is here who works for him. Then he says, come inside. And they go in and close the door. Okay. Cool. Okay. So we know which room Ilya is in, but yeah. we don't know why he's absent. All right. Sweet. Okay. Roll a d6. Oh, come on. Six. Okay. Uh, right. You will hear this, definitely. Um, so you're in the... Library. In the library, you can hear um, a voice just good, a voice saying, uh, "I suggest you sit down, my friend." Um, and then uh, another voice going, "I suggest you sit down, my friend." And the other first voice says, "You do not know who you are talking to." And the other voice says. You do not know who you are talking to. Can I, where is this? This is happening in the bar. Can I just walk through into the bar? Yeah, I mean, you just turn around, you can see it. There's large open double doors into the bar. You can see that the man in the fur hat is now remonstrating with the one of the bodyguards. Jakob has stood up and he's basically, you can see he's just crushed the glass with his bare hand. 
and one of the bodyguards is sort of holding him back and, and basically saying to him, Jakob, Jakob, you cannot do anything here. We will, we will be thrown out. We, we will not be allowed to the arms fair. Jakob's going, I do not care. I do not like the look of that man. He is, he is, he was looking at me. No, sorry. Jakob's going, I do not like the look of that man. He was, he was looking at me. You can, you can see that the scars, obviously, down his face go across his throat. So he's obviously had some kind of damage to his larynx. But hey, it's funny. Or voice um, box for people who don't know. And so the man who is uh, is there with a the hat is going, ah, I will kill him. Um, the, the other two bodyguards, are, do you know they're doing that thing where it's like, hold me back, hold me back. And he's like yeah. pulling the bodyguard's arms across his chest. Um, yeah, like, you can see it's, it's kicking off. So you hear this from upstairs, uh, Henry, what are you doing? Um, you notice that um, Emil looks over the balcony, because he's obviously heard this as well, um, and you're just on the floor downstairs. Okay. Um, so what... Is Emil doing anything in that room? He's basically just sitting reading a book in the sitting room upstairs. Okay. Um, hmm. Do I want to do anything? I think I've already been there. I think Gabriel, you're going to have to see what you can what you can get out of it because I've already characterised myself. So you're going to have to try and uh, see what's what. But I'm not good at that. Well, okay. you're going to have to see. I'm zero in charisma. This is part of the game, buddy. No, it's so what, not. So what? So what are you doing in the bar? Are you going into the bar? Or are you just leaving it? You you can do whatever you like. It it's fine. Okay. Um, what are you doing, Henry? Um, I'm going to go and sit by a meal. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Um, so down in the bar, Jakob pushes one of the bodyguards out of the way and starts storming across the room. Um, at this point, you hear... Uh, the unmistakable sound of a pump-action shotgun being cocked and the man who is behind the bar has jumped on top of it. He's an old man, he looks about 112 years old. Skinny guy with a white beard. Hey! Hey, what are you doing, right? Hey, I've got to do it. What are you doing? Do it, get me away. Hey! Immediately everyone stops and he sort of trains the, the shotgun. Hey, you're drinking, you need to probably go again. Hey! And um, they, everyone's just looking around. That nobody understands a word this man has said. But the shotgun definitely seems to uh, have calmed the situation down. And um, Jakob sort of staggers out of the, the bar and, uh, and heads towards the stairs. Uh, Sergei turns to you and he says, Yes, I think that is for the best. Yeah, well, I guess if they're just going to be causing trouble, they might as well leave. The old, the old guy's like, hey, hey, Bartos! Hey, man. Your boss toast? No, he's not. He doesn't know speak to you. But um, you can see the, the old guy's going, yeah, yeah, that just as well that that, that guy left, I was going totally kick his ass. Why, do you know him? This is the guy with the far hat you're saying. So you going to speak to him? I don't know. Okay. Um, I, was, I, was, I thought it was the guy next to me who wasn't so gay. Okay. 
So you go up. Do you, are you sitting at the same table as Emil? Yeah. Okay. He. Um, are you Are you going to ask to sit down? Or are you just going to sit down? Um, I'm going to basically ask him what happened down there as I'm sitting down. Uh, he looks at you and says, "I do not know my friend. If I was, uh, if I was to be honest, I would suspect that Jacob is." Uh, is starting a fight. It is what he does best. My name is uh, Emil, uh, and you are Trinity. And he holds, uh, his he holds his hand out. I hold, I hold my, I hold mine as well. And as I grasp it, I say, um, "I'm under the employ of Boris, who I believe you may know." Uh, right. Um. Make a sense motive roll. Twenty-five. Uh, he flinches at this, but quickly recovers. Uh, is Henry good-looking? Not threateningly so, to borrow the phrase. Okay. Uh, Emil pours a drink and he pushes it across to you and he says, then we have something in common. I have also done work for Boris, but I heard he was dead. A lot of people heard that. He's keen to dispel some rumours. Perhaps we can discuss these rumours. And his uh, his hand when he when he pans the drink, it just it lingers a little bit too long, and his finger strokes the outside of your finger. Yes. <laughs> He's not. He's, this man has no game. This man's got no fucking game. He's French. Right. He's French. Yeah, exactly. None of the French have game. Their game is, oh, I'm French. That's it. That's their whole thing. They don't do anything. They just speak in a French accent and saunter around being skinny. And, and to be honest, those onions around his neck are getting a bit overpowering. <laughs> and the way his berry falls across his left eye. And it just means he can't see properly. Yeah, and you notice, you notice there's a bicycle parked up <laughs> on the side with a, with a loaf of uh, a loaf of bread in the basket. He blew up, he blew up Boris after they tried to unionize and he stopped them. Yeah. Anyway, where was it? Oh yeah, I'm trying to talk to a male. Uh, so, like, so what's your, uh, what's your area of expertise? I, uh, I work in explosives, my friend. I'm here to sell some quite special items I have, that have uh, come into my position. Uh, oh, really? Uh, he, are you drinking? Uh, no, not yet. I'm holding it, not drinking yet. Okay. This is, please, my friends, this is uh, expensive whiskey. Alright, I'll, uh, I'll try it then. Is it expensive whiskey? It is expensive. It is really nice. Duh. Everyone here has such good taste. Yes. Yes, no, it's, it's, it's exceptional. Yeah, I'm like... Henry's like, he really wanted to hate this whiskey and he's so annoyed that it's good whiskey. Nothing has more annoyed him so far today than this a Frenchman it. drinking good whiskey. Do you like my whiskey? Where did you... Who chose this for you? 
It is my distillery. I bought it uh, during the crash. A small Scottish distillery. I turned it around. Uh, now I mix this whiskey. It's uh, it's uh, it's possible. It's not as good as French cognac, but uh, it will do it a pinch. And there we go. He made himself a dick again. He was so he's, close. And uh, he he top he tops up your whiskey. And do you think we should stop at that? How long does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Okay, no cliffhanger this week. Um, well, I tried to leave it on one, but it's hard when you're in a bar scene. Yeah. But... I guess... We... will see all of you guys... soon. Thank you.